Good morning, Watkinsville. My name is Taylor Krauss. I serve here as the student pastor. Over the past couple days, uh, we've gotten to have an amazing event called Wadi Weekend, where we have gotten together, had some sessions, small groups, a bunch of fun games, and just had a great time as a student ministry talking about friendship. As we were planning and preparing for this weekend and thinking, man, what, what do these students need to hear? What do they need to get out of this weekend? We kept coming back to the idea of friendships. Um, we, we, you know the old adage, show me who your friends are and, and I'll show you who you'll be in five years. Or show me the group around you and that's who you're going to become like. And then we, we also see Proverbs where we see that, you know, if you're uh, a companion of fools, you'll become a fool, but a companion of the wise becomes wise. And so we, we kept coming back to these things and we realized, man, we need our students to realize that godly friendships impact their life so much. And what I'm looking forward to this morning is us kind of all getting to experience and see a part of Wadi Weekend. This is kind of our, our session four that we get to wrap it up together, um, seeing that, that friendship starts with Jesus and he gives us a model for how to live it out. And so behind me, uh, it looks a little bit different. I've got three scenes that we're going to use to talk about friendship. I've got three scenes behind me we're going to use to talk about friendship. And as I think about friendship in our world today, um, some, some great memories come back to my mind. There was a movie I watched growing up called Toy Story. Anybody ever seen Toy Story? Yeah. All right, there's, there's two characters in the movie Toy Story, right? It's uh, Woody and Buzz, right? Buzz Lightyear, all right? And they become great friends. Even the song from that movie of You've Got a Friend in Me. Now, I'm not, I'm not very musically talented, so I'm not going to sing that for you. You don't want to hear that, I promise. But uh, that tune, You've Got a Friend in Me, like we, we all can bring that back to us. I also think about a, a TV show, many of you may know, the TV show Friends. Very popular in our world today about different friendships. Um, I also think about another movie I watched growing up. Where you have three of probably the most unlikely friends. And I don't even know all the animals exactly, but you have Simba, Timon, and Pumbaa. Right? Y'all know that movie name? Yeah, that's right. Lion King. Uh, a movie that, that I loved to watch growing up. And so I, I feel all of those uh, kind of warm, fuzzy feelings that, that come to my mind and heart when I think about friendship. But also I, I look around at our world today and I see that it can be very isolating. And I was even researching leading up to this weekend and I want to just look at a couple statistics with you that, that are really kind of hard to hear at times. We can put the first one of those up on the screen um, it says more than half of U.S. adults, that's about 58%, have reported feeling lonely. One in five people don't have friends or family they can count on when needed. Less than 40% say they feel very connected to others. And then this last quote, the effect of social isolation and loneliness on mortality is comparable to that of other well-established risk factors such as smoking, obesity, and physical activity. 
those are those are some some tough things to hear and even as I was researching I was like man that that's that's hard to read about and and the reason that's so difficult for us is because we're we're not created to be lonely we're not created to live in isolation and, and I want us to, to open up God's word together to see that friendship starts with Jesus and he gives us a model to live that out. So if you'll open up your Bibles with me to John chapter 15. John chapter 15 and we're going to start in verse 12 to see that friendship starts with Jesus. All right, just a quick side note. In, in students, we like to read together. Uh, part of that's just to make sure they're awake, okay? So we may do some of that together with y'all as well. Uh, and it, it kind of helps me as well. All right, verse 12. This is my commandment that you... love. Okay, we're going to try again. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends, for that all that I have heard from my Father I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit, and that your fruit should abide, so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. These things I command you so that you will love one another. All right, I, I want to introduce you over here to, to my left. This is, our, this is our first scene. And over here, we, we just have one chair because this is to describe times where you're, you're in isolation. And I don't know if, if you identify with this scene today, a scene of isolation where you... You don't really feel like you have any friendships around you. You may have even heard that we're talking about friendships today and, and just felt like, man, great. This is just a, another reminder that I'm, that I'm in this scene. And, and the reality uh, that being in this scene that, that's tough to, to deal with at times is it's not really anyone's fault. It could be that you, you had to take a new job and you moved to another city. And so then you, you found yourself isolated without friends. Or, or maybe you, you had to transfer schools. Or maybe um, your, your friends picked up a new sport or a new hobby and, and you just kind of fell apart. Oftentimes when we find ourselves in this scene of isolation, it's not anyone's fault. But I think we can all... Think of a time where we've been in this scene before. Whether that be today or a previous part of your life, we can all think back to a time where we've been in isolation. But I want to call us back to God's word and just the, the picture of friendship that we have here in John 15. You are my friends if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what his master is doing, but I've called you friends. For all that I've heard from my father, I have made known to you. Y'all realize that the, the status change here from servant to friend is such an amazing thing. 
And oftentimes when, when we talk about friendship with Jesus, I feel like I, I hear two camps almost. I hear a camp that says, you know, I, I, don't, I don't think of Jesus as a friend, but he, but he is my Lord. And then I hear the camp over here that says, you know, I, I, don't, I, I don't think of Jesus really as a Lord, but he's really my friend. But church, the, the beauty of a relationship with Jesus Christ is that it's both. He's both our Lord and our friend. Right there at the beginning, he says, you are my friends if you do what I command you. We're supposed to honor and respect and give praise to our Lord and, and do what he commands us to do, to follow him as a servant. But he's also a friend. He's also a friend who's there to give companionship, to give love, that we can go to him with our cares, with our worries. We can go to him in, in times when we feel isolated. Friendship starts with Jesus. Part, part of my story is after graduating um, college, I, I chose to move overseas to uh, a city in China and, and teach English there. And at times, this was a, a very isolating experience. We've got a, we've got a picture. Nothing was normal about this. Right? It was a completely different landscape that I was in in that time. I left my, my friends, I left my family, I left my support group, I left my friendships, and, and, and it was a very isolating experience. But church, during this time, I began to experience great friendship with Jesus. I began to, to pray prayers like, I, I would sit down at, at this desk every morning and I would say, Lord, I need to feel your friendship today. Let me know that your presence is there. Let me experience your love today. Because I, I feel isolated. I, I'm not at home. I'm not, th this is a tough experience for me. But through praying prayers like that, I began to experience great friendship with Jesus. And so if, if this is you in this scene today, I, I want to encourage you to, to seek friendship with Jesus. Spend time with him. Dig into his word. He's, he's saying, I, I've revealed the things of the Father to you. They're right here for us to discover. Learn the Father's heart. Seek friendship with Jesus. And, and the second thing for this scene that, that I want to give you to help you in this scene of isolation is to evaluate your focus. And, and here's what I mean by that. Oftentimes when we're in this scene, it can be tempting to look at these others and say, man, I, I just want, I want friendships like that. And all of a sudden our, our focus is more on just finding friendships instead of seeking friendship with Jesus. I think it should be thinking, how, how can I become the type of friends that I'm looking for? In this scene, how can I become the type of friend that I'm looking for? And the third thing is to get connected. When, when you walked in the room and sat down at your seat, you, you, you had a little card. I want you to grab that card. 
it, it can be a, a, a very isolating experience. And, and I, what I want you to know is our church wants to help you find godly friendships. And there's all sorts of ways for you to get connected here at Watkinsville. And so on that card, there's a spot for your name, your email, your phone number. I hope yours isn't blurry like this one is on the screen. Uh, that'd be hard to read. But then it just says, I'd like to be contacted by the following ministry areas. And so I, I want to kind of just run through a little bit of, of what's going on at the life of our church that can help you get connected. And if something sticks out to you, I would encourage you, just check box. Put an X on that card, whatever sticks out to you. Kids. We, we have some amazing kids programs, and so parents, I would encourage you to bring your kids on, on either Sunday mornings or Wednesday nights to develop godly friendships from a young age. Students, we, we have some amazing discipleship groups that meet all throughout the week that you can get in God's word together and start to develop godly friendships. We, we have some amazing college ministry things. They, they meet on Tuesday nights. And they have groups all throughout the week. We have young adults as ages 22 to 29. We have, we have singles. We have marrieds. And that's just a community that's meeting together to study God's word and develop godly friendships to encourage each other towards the kingdom. Adults. We have groups on Sunday mornings and all throughout the week. My wife and I are, are in an adult group. We meet on Sunday nights. I need godly friendships and community and help getting out of isolation just as much as anybody else. Missions, some of the most amazing friendships I've seen start have been on mission trips. And lastly, senior adults that have different groups on Sunday mornings and throughout the week for you to get involved in. If you find yourself in this scene of isolation, seek friendship with Jesus. Evaluate your focus and get connected. I'd encourage you to fill out that card and let that be something that helps you out in that scene of isolation. All right, this, this moves us over here to the, to the other side of the stage where it's our, our second scene. And, and as you can tell over here, things, things just don't quite look right. And just, just want to pause here for a moment. I know this bothered a lot of people because I, I set this up like this, and I think it got fixed like three or four times before this morning. And I, you don't know how hard it is to make this actually look like this. But you look at this scene, and you can tell, hey, something's not quite right. And so th this is to describe the picture of, of those in the room that, hey, you, you've got friendships. You're in community with those around you, but it, something's not quite right. You see the picture of friendships in John 15, and then you look at this, and you're like, hey, my, mine aren't that. And I, and I want us to look at a moment for, at the picture of friendships that Jesus calls us to in John 15. Looking back, this is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. This is the, the ultimate picture of friendship, a willingness to lay down your life for your friends. There's nothing more that you can give.
And, and so elsewhere in Scripture, uh, if we look in Hebrews, you don't have to flip there. It's going to be up on the screen just real quickly. Hebrews 3, 13, it says this. But exhort one another every day, as long as it is called today, that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. That word exhort there means to, to strongly encourage or to, or to urge. It's a, another picture of friendship that we're to encourage and, and urge one another closer towards Jesus. And then in Hebrews 10 it says, And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works. Another picture of friendship, to, to encourage each other to pursue the kingdom and its works. Throughout Wadi Weekend, uh, we looked at some messages, and one that we looked at was in the, the Gospel of Mark, where Jesus heals a, a paralytic. And, and the, he was teaching, and there was no room. They, these guys were carrying this paralytic on a mat, and they, they, they couldn't get to Jesus. And if you're, you're familiar with this story, they, they actually tore the roof off and then lowered him to Jesus so he could heal him. It's a, a quick side note. So what, what that tells me, first off, is that when you're doing ministry, it's okay to break things. You can just tear, tear everything up. I didn't, that didn't go so well in staff meeting when I mentioned that, though. But what that also tells me is that our friends should carry us to Jesus. And we should carry our friends to Jesus. And so when we, when we see that picture of friendships and then we, we look at ours and we realize, man, and something's off. How, how do we make our friendships look like the, the ideal picture of friendships? It's kind of like when, when something's not right. Like, I don't, I don't know if we have any cooks in the room, but... Sometimes you, you'll be mixing together a recipe and, and you, you put it in the oven and then you pull it out and, and it, it might look like a picture of this on the screen, um, just something is, is not quite right. It, 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 didn't, it didn't work out. This cake didn't, didn't make it. Or I don't know if you've ever tried to uh, assemble some Ikea furniture, but you're looking at the, the manual and then you're trying to build it and you're just, you're pretty frustrated. I, I, I don't know if you've ever experienced something like that. Or something that I like to do is I, I like to play a good bit of basketball. And sometimes I'll, I'll get out there and I'll be playing and things just aren't going right. Uh, I'm not making shots, I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do. And so I'll, I'll usually try to fix this by going back to the manual, back to, back to what I've been taught, which is just simply some form shooting. I'll say, put, put my index finger on this needle hole here, get right up next to the goal, and just boom. Let me just see the ball go in a couple times, just form shooting. Or another thing that I, that I love to do is play golf. Now, y'all are about to get a little bit of a golf lesson here, a side note. This will excite you golfers in the room. But sometimes I'll get out there, and, I, and I'll be playing, and, and things just aren't going right. They're not, the ball's not doing what I want it to do. And so I'll, I'll usually, in that moment, I'll, I'll go back to some of the basics, back to some things that, that I've learned. And the first is to just set up my target. What, what am I aimed at? What am I going after? And then, I, then I'll work on my takeaway and say, if I start right, I think I'll finish where I'm supposed to. 
in, in all of those scenarios. And there, there's many more in life. I could talk through 20 different things. In all those scenarios, something's not right. Something's not going the way that it's supposed to. And, and we, we look back at the manual. We look back at the picture. And so when, when our relationships aren't right, when our friendships aren't the way that they're supposed to, I want to call us back to the manual, back to the picture that Jesus gives us for our friendships. What Jesus tells us in John 15. And practically, I, I want to help you and give you three ways that you can get out of and, and help your friendships be the ideal picture that Jesus calls us to. And the first one is to be the type of friend that you want your friends to be. Be the type of friend that you want your friends to be. What, what does this look like? Well, what are the characteristics that you might want in your friends? Trustful, caring, selfless, loyal, loving. The, the list can go on. And, and, and I know as we, as we talk about some issues, we, we kind of try to maybe make it a, a little bit lighthearted at times, but I know that, that that's real for some of you in the room. I, I don't know what you walked in here with, but there may be some serious issues going on with your friendships, and you may be thinking, you don't, you don't know what he or she, she said. You, you don't know what they've done. But I want to call us back to this picture in John 15. And for us to be the type of friend that you want your friends to be. It starts with you first. Not waiting on them to apologize or not waiting on them to do something. But for you first. And, and these next two are really, really practical. I, I want you to walk out of here with knowing something that you can move forward with to help your friendships if you're in this scene of some issues going on. And, and that, that one is, number two, to share experiences. One of the things that I love about Wadi Weekend and, and creating some friendships is that we get to give them some shared experiences together. And, and some of them are silly and goofy, uh, but share experiences with your friends. This could be something as simple as going out and, and getting a meal together or planning a game night. Or there, there's some game going on tonight that you could even watch it with people. We, side note, we asked somebody, hey, do you know who's playing in the Super Bowl? And the leader said, uh, Travis Kelsey. That's just what they said. <laughs> so there, there's a game that you can, you can share an experience by watching that together. And th this third one is, is easy to put up on the screen, but it, it's really hard to live out. And that's to be vulnerable. To be vulnerable. Part of friendship is being known. Being known first by our Heavenly Father and being known by others around you. And, and it's hard to go to a friend and, and say, hey, I'm really struggling with this. I, I need help. I have this addiction. I have this issue with pride. I, I have this problem with not loving others well around me I need you to, to help me and hold me accountable it's hard to be vulnerable 
but that will help you in this scene if your friendships have some issues to help call us back to John 15. And lastly, we, we have our third scene up here, this, this right here in the middle behind me. And this is a scene of, of, of biblical community. It's the ideal picture. It's what, it's what we're called to in John 15. And this is a, a beautiful thing. I want you to see some of the impact that this can have. Jesus says, I, I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit. And that your fruit should abide. So that whatever you ask the Father in my name. He may give it to you. This is a, a beautiful thing when, when a group of friends uh, are in this ideal picture and pursuing after Jesus and, and the spiritual fruit that comes out of this. Pe- people's lives begin to change. You see people who may even be saved because of the gospel picture that this friend group puts off. You see people who begin to encourage each other and challenge each other to pursue Jesus. They begin to memorize scripture together. It's a beautiful thing to see this ideal picture played out in our lives. About five years ago, I got to see um, a group of of guys who started getting involved in our student ministry. And I, I got to see this ideal picture of friendship being born together. And we got a picture of some of these guys up on the screen. Um, but it, it was so cool to, to just see the Lord move in each of these guys' hearts. As they, as they begin to, to, to meet together, they begin to, to challenge one another in memorizing Scripture together. They, they, begin to, um, they begin to challenge each other to, hey, you need to be in Scripture every day. You need to be seeking and abiding in the Lord. That's, that's fine on the picture. And as I was talking to one of the guys, we were catching up. He, he's, he's since graduated and, and, and moved on and taken a job in another city. And we were kind of catching up. And I was asking about, hey, what, what, what church are you involved in? How are you getting connected? He he'd kind of found himself... You know, I, I had this godly community, and now I'm kind of in this scene of isolation. It wasn't anybody's fault, but we were catching up about that some. And something that he, he said in the conversation kind of has stuck with me. And he said, I didn't realize how special what we had was. I didn't realize how impactful that friend group was and how much it helped me pursue Jesus I didn't realize how good it was for me that when we get together you guys would ask me if I've been memorizing scripture and getting in the word this is an impactful thing and so if you find yourself in in this scene today if if that's where you're at I want to challenge you with two things the first is Praise God for the friendships that you have around you. This really is a beautiful gift from God. And and we need to to cherish it and realize the impact that it has on our lives if this is the scene that you're in today. 
And the, and the second thing is to impact those around you. John 15 calls us to, to go and bear fruit. If this is the scene you're in today, use it to bear fruit. Challenge the friends around you. Exhort them. And, and, and maybe you can even see somebody who's in this scene of isolation and say, come, come with us. Be a part of this community of friendships that are pursuing after Jesus. I think, I think it, it's, really, it's really comfortable for us when we're in this scene to kind of just huddle and stay together. It, it, it's hard to go to those that are in isolation and bring them in. But the picture that we're called to in John 15 is to go and bear fruit. Bring others in. Use it to impact those around you. And so the, these are our, our, our three scenes, and I don't know which of those you, you walked in here today feeling like you were a part of, but I, I want to challenge you, whichever scene it was, to take the next step. If you're in isolation, get connected and seek friendship with Jesus. If you have issues, be the, be the type of friend that you want your friends to be. And, and if you're in this this beautiful, sweet community, the ideal picture of John 15, impact those around you. Go and bear fruit. But when, when we started this morning, we, we started that saying that friendship starts with Jesus. That's where this all began. And so if you're in the room today and, and you're looking at these scenes, I, ho I hope the, the Father is prodding your heart a little bit and saying friendship starts with me that's where it all begins with a relationship with Jesus Christ so if you're in the room and you haven't trusted or believed in him that's where it all begins for us to live out any of these things we first have to have a relationship with Jesus realize that he's died on the cross to take the punishment of your sins. And so you can trust and believe in him. And what that trust looks like is a, is a, a church word and it's called repentance. And all, all that simply means is to turn away from your sins. Saying I no longer am pursuing these things but I'm going to turn towards Jesus. And trust that his work on the cross is what makes me right before God on Judgment Day. That's where friendship really begins. So if you haven't believed in that, you can do that today. Simply by, by praying a prayer that, that lays out those things. Saying, Lord, I want to turn away from these sins and pursue you. And we'd love to celebrate that with you today, if that's you in the room. Come find me, find somebody after the service. Let me pray for us. Father, we see that, that friendship starts with you. And I, I just want to pray over, over these people in the room. I don't know which scene they're, they're, that's sticking in their mind the most. But Father, I pray that they would take the next step forward, whatever that looks like for them. That they would be a friend to you. 
Father, let us use the friendships around us to impact the world. Let us, let us go and bear fruit and abide in you. In your name we pray. Amen.